Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and before we started, I'd seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots, so feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Happy Halloween to everybody out there listening. We, of course, couldn't release an episode on Halloween without talking about the iconic John Carpenter film, Halloween. Let's get spooky. Should I kick us off with a summary? Yes, please. All right. On Halloween in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers stabs his older sister Judith to death with a knife, and he's put into a psychiatric hospital. Fifteen years later, in 1978, Michael's psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis, is going to escort Michael to court when Michael escapes the hospital and steals his car. Apparently, he knows how to drive. The next day, which is Halloween... (laughs) Michael kills a mechanic for his coveralls, robs a store for knives, ropes, and a mask. He then sees teenager Lori Strode at his old house, which her father's trying to sell. Throughout the day, Lori notices that Michael's stalking her, but her friends, Annie and Linda, dismiss her concerns. Dr. Loomis arrives in town and finds evidence that Michael has been there. He alerts the sheriff who patrols the streets while Loomis waits at the old Myers home. That night, Lori's babysitting a young boy while Annie babysits a girl across the street. Michael stalks the various teenagers, killing Annie, Linda, and Linda's boyfriend. Lori suspects something's wrong and goes to the house Annie was babysitting at. There, she finds the bodies of all of her friends. Michael appears and attacks her, causing her to flee the house and run back to the one she was babysitting at. When Michael breaks in, she stabs him in the neck. He lives. He gets a knife from the kitchen, and he attacks her again. Lori stabs him with a wire hanger, which causes him to drop the knife, which she then uses to stab him in the chest. And then she drops the knife. She tells the kids to go get help. And after they leave, Michael rises again and tries to strangle her. Luckily, Dr. Loomis comes in and shoots Michael, knocking him out a door and off a balcony. Loomis walks over to the balcony and looks down and sees that Michael has vanished. And that's the end. (laughs) And here we are, 12 movies later. Is it been 12 movies? There's a 13. lot. 13. Dang. 13 movies. Yeah. None can compare with <laughs> John Carpenter, though. <laughs> you do love you some John Carpenter. I really do. Yeah. He's, he's like a quintuple threat. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. He's a composer. Yep. He's a performer. <laughs> Quintuple threat. That's what I said. You said quadruple. No. I think you did. Play it back. <laughs> Roll it back. Uh, um. No, he's so talented. He's the jack of all trades of movies. It's no wonder he can... Pull this off in $300,000 because he fucking did all of it with the exception of some of the acting. I mean, he was a voice actor in the movie. Yeah, he did. He did a lot. This is one of, if not the most successful indie films of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. Very low budget. And half of it was spent on panoramic cameras. So, like, Really, $150,000 was the budget. Although I yeah. think that they added on, I think technically the end budget was $325,000. Because I think they added on the $25,000 just to pay um, Donald Pleasance, who plays Dr. Loomis. <laughs> like, they had to like add that salary on for him. He was only there for a couple days, but they were like... He was the biggest name in the movie at the time, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He shot all his scenes in four days. The whole movie was shot in 20. Yep. Um, But I guess he wasn't the first choice. Mm -mm. There were a couple other actors that were up for consideration, um, including Christopher Lee. Yeah. 
Sir Christopher Lee, thank you very much. Excuse me. (laughs) Sir Christopher Lee, who to this day says that it was he regrets not taking that role. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, I don't think there was any way to know at the time how successful this was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see being like, no, it's not a good enough salary. And then seeing the royalties of it and being like, would have been a great salary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie alone made, I don't know if it was $40 million or $70 million. Wikipedia says 70 IMDb says 40 Oh. But, I mean. Either way. High double-digit millions off of a $300,000 budget is wild. Yeah, big big turnaround for that one. Totally, totally. Um, I'm not done talking about John Carpenter. So let's oh, circle okay. back. Sure. Thank you. Um, first of all, he wrote the score in four days. Yep. He wrote it in an absolutely stupid time signature. Oh, five, four, right? Yeah. Five, four, <laughs> which like, there aren't any songs in five, four. The only other like prominent movie theme in five, four is the mission impossible theme. Hmm. Like impossible to write in. I mean, um, and <laughs> He did it. He did it. He's so freaking talented. Um, and just like, I always say this, music makes the movie, but that's confirmed because he showed this movie to an executive before it was finished. It, it was not scored at that point. He had not started his four-day scoring adventure. <laughs> um, and she's like, this movie's not scary at all. Good luck. He saw it once he added the score to it and was terrified. It's iconic. It is iconic. Totally. I mean, yeah, I think in some ways music um, adds to the film. That was a weird way to say that. In some ways? I don't, I'm not as passionate about score as you are. I think we all know that. But I do think it's important. It 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 still matters. It sets the tone. Okay. <laughs> and tone is what makes the movie. Yeah. I don't feel like arguing with you. We're literally not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to be. You're arguing. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, more about John Carpenter. Right. He uh, wanted the character of Michael Myers, the shape, if you will, to be totally unrelatable. He didn't want anybody to be able to re- relate with him at all. And he did a fantastic job of that. Yeah, I... Don't find him relatable. Um, I would hope that most people don't. But yeah, that actually was like one of the reasons why they ended up choosing the mask that they did. Was I think they originally had two versions, and one was like a clown mask, frizzy red hair, and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, that's really scary." And then they got the second one at like a local shop. It was a dollar ninety eight. It was a Captain Kirk mask that like had. Like, its sideburns ripped off, and, like, the eyes were too wide, and they tested both, and they liked the the Captain Kirk one better. They said it was more emotionless. Dollar ninety. There was. That's about their entire <laughs> That's about budget. The budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um... More practical effects stuff, though. Mm-hmm. There's a stabbing sound kind of throughout the movie. It's a slasher. I would even venture to say it's the slasher. But that's just me. Um, What do you mean? Like the most iconic slasher of slashers. Oh, okay. 
One of the first, certainly. One of. One of, a few if not <laughs> the most successful. Okay. Uh, again, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just I'm just making sure. Explain. I didn't know if you meant the first because that's not true, or no. the best because no, not in my opinion. But <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> but most iconic, it is definitely most one icon- of the most iconic for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we align a little. Anyway, yeah. the. Stabbing slashing sound is uh, stabbing a watermelon. Gives a little squelch. Bad they didn't shoot it in the fall. They could have used pumpkins. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Three. They had three pumpkins to work with because they couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. Everything in one take. They like destroy a pumpkin. One take. Had to. Yeah, the poor kid that Lori babysits. He had one take to get that that one pumpkin take. squishing scene. Yeah. Yeah. All the other pumpkins outside of those three were like gourds painted orange. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. You do what you gotta do. Where were we? Um, Low budget. Dark lighting, yeah. low budget. Yeah, didn't have the money to light the scenes. Um, all the actors that, wore their own clothes. That's what I was gonna say next. Yep, Jamie Lee apparently went to J.C. Penny. <laughs> Spent less than a hundred dollars, bought everything. Wild. Imagine getting to choose your own wardrobe, and that's what you pick. Oh, <laughs> I know okay. it's the seventies, but girl. <laughs> I am obsessed with the like high waist bell bottom jeans and blue button up outfit. Oh, okay. That's fair. That outfit the solid. Little Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> the the other yes. The other outfit with the like fleece leggings. The that skirt. was a choice. Yeah, it was obviously a different time. <laughs> yeah. But hey, they didn't need to hire a wardrobe person. That's true. And you know what? If you gave 19-year-old me $100 and told me to go pick my own but like outfits. Fuck. At that time? Would have been skinny jeans, a peplum top, and a statement necklace when I was 19. <laughs> oh, right? In So it was 19 19- Hundred dollars in nineteen seventy eight because they filmed in the spring of nineteen seventy eight. They're released in October nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Which, please, please, for the love of God, I don't know why Halloween movies are released like five days before Halloween. I want to watch Halloween movies leading up to Halloween. Please release them sooner than October twenty fifth. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Okay, so a hundred dollars in nineteen seventy eight in today's dollars. I'm going to just venture on the idea that most studios probably know when the best time to release horror movies is in October. I'm not saying it's the it's best time. probably closer to October 31st. I'm not saying it's the best time. I'm just saying that's what I want. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you be realistic about that the, the studios are going to do what makes them the most money. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. I just want more time. That shouldn't be so much to ask. So they lose a couple million. You could just be me and watch scary movies all year long. So They do. Now. That's what which I is like another, to hear. another thing I wrote down. Well, first of all, let me let me go back to what a hundred dollars in nineteen seventy eight <laughs> is four hundred seventy dollars. I don't in today's of, money. A lot of peplum tops for this movie. Yeah, I could buy 47 items at Ross. There you go. Damn. Let's make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Easy. <laughs> um, no, something I wrote down. We, 
I think we talked about this. We're going out of town. Mm-hmm. You're going out of town for a really long time. So we've kind of like crammed recording into a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've watched more horror movies in the last two weeks than I have in the last three months. And I'm kind of burnt out. Like, I'm exhausted. It takes a lot out of you. Hmm. That's weird. Not me, me personally. A lot out of me. You'll have like a whole month of time off. Yeah. But I wanted to watch horror movies like. No, you know what? No, I'm not going to. Oh, okay. I will watch Glee. Still be watching horror movies all month long. Um, yeah. But that's just me. Um, what else? They had to buy paper leaves because, again, filmed in spring in California. You can see palm trees. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they had to, like, paint the leaves and then scatter them around, and then they'd collect them all and reuse them, because again, no budget. And apparently Robert Englund, who plays Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street, said that John Carpenter had him out there, like, tossing leaves one day. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really funny. I like to imagine him in costume. I know he wasn't, but (laughs) I think that'd be funny. Like fairy dust? Yeah, that movie wasn't even out yet, though. So he wasn't even... Isn't he the one with the... I just imagine, yeah, like... I just claws. imagine, like, a... Yeah, I just imagine, like, a cute little version of him, like, trying... And then it like, gets stuck, so he's, like... <laughs> <laughs> trying to flick him off. Yeah, I would... I would like to see it, personally. <laughs> yeah. Um... Sandy Johnson. Yeah. Dress slash Playboy model. Mm-hmm. Played Judith Myers. Yep. Um, had, she's killed, obviously. She's stabbed in the chest, and so they had to put blood on her chest. Yeah. And apparently that shit stained your skin. And she had to do multiple takes. So they were literally, like, scrubbing it off of this poor woman. Like, but all over her chest, which probably like made her raw or whatever. But um, I guess that whoever was doing it was so rough that finally Jamie Lee Curtis was like, I'll do it for you. And she was much gentler. Oh, I know. Good old Jamie Lee stepping in. So sweet. Yeah. She's, I love her. That's like an interesting case too, because she did like. Sandy Johnson did like what, like three movies in the seventies, maybe eighties. All of them, she was she performed nude. She got hired a lot because she would perform nude, and then she just did. She pieced out. She has said that like she only really did Playboy or the movies because she needed money because her dad had cancer, and then she just kind of pieced out. Mm-hmm. Never acted again. It wasn't for her. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Not for everybody. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like, you know, do what you got to do. I hope she doesn't like regret it because that'd be sad. But yeah. Yeah. The little boy who played young Michael, six year old Michael, mm-hmm. also didn't act much after this, if at all. He became a police officer. Yeah. It was like hard to get that kid too. Oh. They like, when they first started shooting, they like didn't have a kid. <laughs> so Deborah Hill, who was like the co-writer and co-producer, she uh I think did like the POV shots from like his height or, and stuff and like acted as him during some of those scenes, which is oh. why like his hand is like manicured in, the, in some of the opening <laughs> scene shots because they like didn't have a kid at first. So she was just like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> budget. $300,000. Yeah. They're scrappy. Yeah, like five or six different people played Michael throughout the movie. They had Mm -hmm. Nick Castle, who I think is like the most credited, but he was just literally just there to like learn about making a movie and like hang out on set. And then John Carpenter Mm -hmm. was like, you know how you can watch a lot of it, put on the mask and get in there. (laughs) So he just (laughs) did it. And then... uh, I think Tony Moran, who worked on the film, there was a stuntman. Um, 
one of the or the production designer he had to do it because there were a couple scenes that like he was the only one who knew how much force would be needed to like break the window and stuff like that by the way rewatch it you can literally see the wrench that's in his hand when he does it yeah <laughs> they just painted it flesh colored <laughs> horribly <laughs> terribly <laughs> uh and then yeah De- I, I don't know whose flesh it was colored but <laughs> it was not michael's yeah but like some of them didn't even know until like they showed up for set that day that they were going to be doing it. They were just like, hey, like, Nick's not here. Tony, you're in. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I guess would have been, like, super easy. Um, who Who's the most credited? Nick Castle? I, I think he's, like, the one that did the most shots, but. Yeah. So he asked at one point, John Carpenter, like, hey, like, what's my motive for doing this? Like, you know, how, like what should I be feeling? What should I be like <laughs> going after? And John Carpenter's like, your motive is to move from spot A to spot B. Yeah. He gave them like nothing. They're like, can I get like some direction for this scene? And he'd be like, maybe tilt your head when you look at the body. <laughs> All right. Good. That's I mean, when you're playing somebody with no emotion. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Yeah. I mean, Easy. You know, he could have had some pep in his step every once in a while. <laughs> I think he didn't do a lot of walking. A man in a mask running full sprint at me is a lot fucking scarier. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the lurking wasn't not scary. No, there could have been a mix, though, right? Just pick up the pace a little. Just put, you know, trot even. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Little, uh, not even call back because it's kind of a call forward. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, the movie that Lori's watching with the kid that she babysits is The Thing from Another World, which John Carpenter then later directed the remake, The Thing. Hmm. So cute. Also, the kid that she's babysitting <laughs> is Kyle Richards. Uh, well, the girl that Annie's supposed to be babysitting is played by Kyle Richards. She's babysitting Tommy. Oh, you're right. You're Annie's right. Annie's babysitting Lindsay. And then Lindsay yeah. goes over. And then they. Yeah. Yeah. Right. From one of the, the Housewives shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't watch them, but yeah. I know some of the tea from my sister and TikTok. <laughs> yeah. She's my favorite housewife of all of them. Yeah. Because and she I, was in this, or? I didn't know she was oh, in this okay. until <laughs> the first time I watched it, obviously, yeah. Uh, which is wild. She doesn't talk about it, like, at all. Yeah, I feel like in it's fact, probably not, like, a huge part of her life anymore. She's like, a thing yeah, she did when she was a kid. That's how I found out about it, is because, spoiler, she's in another one. Mm-hmm. And when she was in another one, she she talked about it on the show. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm doing another Halloween movie. And I'm like, what do you mean? Another Halloween movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I found out. Yeah. Yeah. Um Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Queen, Stan Her. She's a scream queen. She doesn't horror even movies. like horror movies. Yeah, what the hell? Doesn't Who knew? I feel like I hear that so much though. When I like, because no. every time I watch a movie, I just go to like, I look up everything about it. I love knowing like all the little fun facts about filming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is one thing that I see over and over and over again is like, oh, this actress was in this movie. Hates horror movies. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's iconic. I'm glad she's done them. Yeah. She keeps doing them. Gotta get that bag. Mm-hmm do it be in halloween movies till i die if they were paying me what they pay her <laughs> seriously well she was only paid eight grand for this one it's still like what like 40 grand in today's standards that's pretty good right now yeah yeah do the conversion 37 37,671 dollars and 90 cents pretty close damn nailed it that's like a year of working 
That is a salary. That's a salary. For 20 days? Sign me the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> the drop in the hat what she gets paid now, but <laughs> Seriously. Um she thought she was going to be fired too. She didn't think she was going to make it past the first day. She she got a phone call at the end of the day, first day from John Carpenter. She's like, "Fuck, this is it." Uh but he was really impressed. Oh. Her a good job. Keep it up. Yeah. So cute. I'm going to fire Janet Lay's daughter. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> oh, we love a Nepo baby. And by we, I mean I. Yeah, you. Please clarify. <laughs> I think John Carpenter's a Nepo baby, too. Aren't they all? Yeah. At this point, is there anyone in Hollywood who's not a Nepo baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Apparently, William Shatner was not happy when he found out. He found out, like, years later. That the mask was like a Captain Kirk mask. He was pissed. He ended up suing for past royalties. They settled out of court. He donated all the money to charity. But like, I think, I think they just did that as like a courtesy because he wouldn't have won. It wasn't in his likeness. It was in Captain Kirk's likeness. He doesn't own the rights to Captain Kirk. So if he had signed away, like, if they're making action figures, he doesn't get money off of that. Well, he might get money off of, like, some of it. But for the most part, like, when you are a character, that character's likeness is owned by the studio. Like, the Stranger Things kids didn't even know they were in DVD. <laughs> Literally, they did an interview and one of them was just like, I'm in a video game? Because it's the rights to the character. It's not the rights to him. Yeah. So I genuinely think, like, they could have won that suit. So I want to say that they just, like, settled out of, like, the kindness of their heart. That seems like a very easy suit to win. Yeah. Also, it didn't look like him anymore. They did so much modification to it. It was just, like, a bad mask to begin with. And then, like, like it, was a, it was an inaccurate mask to begin with. And then, yeah. yeah, they added, like, they did shit to it to make it even less like him. So it's like. Yeah. The fact that he didn't even know for years. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And what? That, oh, could they have proven it? I mean, I think they did multiple interviews talking about how it was a Captain oh. <laughs> Okay, well. I think they were pretty proud of that fact that they had bought this $1.98 mask and turned it into, like, an iconic image. Yeah, absolutely iconic. Do you like the newer mask better, or do you like the older mask better? Hmm. I think it depends, because there's, I feel like there's, like, multiple versions of newer masks. There's, like, the burn mask. Yeah. I think it's, like... It just gets, like, more haggard. Yeah. With every movie. Let me look up some of them. I think I like it a little bit better once it's got, like, some texture on it. Yeah. But... Like I'm, I'm looking at the... The 2018 Halloween... 2018. Album. The album for it has his mask on it, like... Mm. I like that one, but it might have too much emotion in it. Yeah, that one I feel like you can tell in the eyes that he's bad. <laughs> yeah. I Poor think it's in between, you know? Yeah. Big sad boy. He's a murderer. He's a big sad boy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not relatable. Um, there is there is a book written by Curtis Richards yeah. that reveals like the story behind Michael's rage. Yeah, doesn't it explain like why he was obsessed with Lori? Because that is yes. not made clear in the film at all. No, not at all. And it lasts for fifty years. <laughs> He's obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we don't know why, unless there, unless you find a copy of this book, and supposedly it's really rare. It's, like, not yeah. easy to get a hold of this book. Well, they do. So there's different timelines in, like, the Halloween universe. Like, some movies 
follow the timeline that's set in the sequel and then some of you like the newer version is just a direct sequel to this one it doesn't talk yeah. about that at all so like they do kind of like try to add context in that in some of them but like if you take this movie as a standalone it doesn't really make sense why he just chooses this no. girl and her friends to go after yeah it's it's one of those movies that has very little plot i'm glad you said it so that i yeah. didn't have to i mean <laughs> slashers it's just kind of the slasher genre like the only one that that like at, off the top of my head the only slasher that i can think of that actually had a linear plot was scream that actually had a plot friday the 13th hmm. kid dies kid dies kid dies kid dies end of the movie well, this movie, kid dies, kid dies, kid dies, kid dies. End of the movie. I think Killer escapes a mental asylum. Kid dies, kid dies, kid dies. Yeah. I mean, we've we've gone over this in the past, so we don't have to, like, rehash it. But I think you care more about having, like, a very intricate plot than I do. I think a simple plot works just fine. Yeah. As shown in this. It's a simple plot. It works. 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 I don't think every movie needs to, like, make me think about it too hard. Sometimes I watch a horror movie, and this is crazy, just to have a good time. <laughs> Imagine watching a movie to have a good time. People today couldn't. They can't imagine it, but... <laughs> Why can't it be both? Why can't you have a good time while also be, being... But it doesn't have to be. That's my point. It's like, okay. yeah, there's movies with very intricate plots that I think are fantastic. Like, Inception. It's a great movie. It makes you think. I don't think every movie has to be Inception. Oh, you don't like Inception? That's crazy. Don't I like the ass. score. Uh <laughs> I like the score. Tom Zimmer. Okay. I like Inception. But, again, I don't think every movie has to, like, make me think that hard. I think sometimes we can just have a silly, goofy time. And that is why the best movie ever made, Space Jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam has a plot. It sure as fuck does. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyways, back to Halloween. <laughs> yeah. There, you know there's a second version of okay. the movie. Oh. What happens in it? Uh, just more. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> they, they, so when it aired on television, they needed to add more to it. It didn't fill the time slot that they needed to fill mm. in order to air it on television. So they added, um, some scenes inside the mental institute in Michael's ah. cell. Um, and they filmed those while they were filming Halloween too, because they didn't have any extra footage that they could just row into it they only had $300,000 there wasn't anything extra laying around so they filmed some extra scenes while they were filming Halloween 2 threw it on Halloween 1 and that version was available on DVD super briefly um, it's also very hard to get a hold of two little like collectory <laughs> things what do you mean you wouldn't want to see it just for fun I don't know. Sure. <laughs> no. I think it would be super fun to own the book yeah. and the extended version on DVD. It'd be cool to like have it. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't buy it for what it's going for. <laughs> I could assume that it's probably pretty expensive to get since they're they're on eBay right now. <laughs> I'm looking. Halloween 1978 extended. Oh, I wasn't even typing. Nope. Halloween 1978 extended. Halloween extended edition 1978, $120. It's not so bad. 
$75? Oh, $13, because it's got damaged cover art. Oh, $13, that's reasonable. Yeah, I'd pay $13 for it. You can. I might. There you go. Look at the book now. <laughs> I don't know what the book's called. Oh, well. That does oh, well. hinder the ability to find it, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think it's called Halloween. Anyway. Yeah. Well? But how the- scary did you think it was? Oh. oh. You have more? There's more? I gave you three pages of trivia. You have more? I was just going to say, try searching under the babysitter murders. That was the original title. Oh, you're right. You are right. Curtis, <laughs> Kurt, Curtis Richards. Curtis Richards. Oops. Um, scary. How scary did I think it was? Uh, a yeah. one. Yeah. Wasn't. Oh. <laughs> How scary did you think it was? Maybe two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't not scary. Okay. It was just a little spooky. Yeah. Coming at yeah. you. There's some there's some jump scares, some good ones. Unpredictable ones. Also predictable ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how sexy did you think it was? I did. I thought you might. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Wow. All because of Michael or? Specifically because Michael is into choking people. He does a lot of choking. He does like to choke. And there's boobs. There are boobs. Yeah. The choking. Choking in the car scene? That one got you, huh? A little bit. Okay. You? Is that from behind? Mm. Oh, that's how you... Okay. I like it more direct face on. <laughs> oh. Eye contact? Yeah. <laughs> Mask to face contact. I'm not picky. I'm just saying that the one, the scene in the car was the longest. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to ask me? Or I did. I, I literally already here. did. <laughs> yes, I did. Roll it back. Roll it back. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 2.5. Yeah. I like a mass killer. Especially when you... What's a girl to do? (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you don't know what's under the mask. It was any of five people. He literally shows his face at the end, but... Did you miss that part? Maybe. She's never even seen the fucking movie. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. What? Twice? Three times? No. Like a a good handful. More than five. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've only ever seen this one and Halloween Ends. I haven't seen any of the other ones. What a duo. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh. Yeah. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they left it open for another one. Yeah. Halloween Ends. Uh, how fucked up did you think it was? One. Pretty straightforward. I agree. Knives. Been there, done that. Through the heart, through the arm, like, whatever. Yeah, I give it a one as well. Not even, like, a lot of blood. Got a lot of melons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall? Don't tell me. I'm just it's gonna make me mad. 
I like this is, movie. Is it going to make me mad? I don't know. I never know what's going to make you mad. <laughs> True. I'm a loose cannon. I know. Um, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. I do enjoy this movie. It is still a little bit dated for my liking. I think I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like a newer movie type of girl. We've gone over this. Some of the classics, like I respect them. I like them. It's not like fully for me, right? Um, but I think this is a solid slasher. I like what it did for the genre. Um, I like some of the movies that followed it. And uh, just like it's a fun time, you know? Yeah. Great film. Yeah. What about I you? I agree. I agree, but I liked it more. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. Um, objectively, mm -hmm. this is not a spectacular movie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Objectively, I would yeah. give it a three. Okay. That's not my final rating. I didn't think it would be. My heart yeah. would give it a five. Wow. Also not my, my final rating. Okay, we're splitting the difference here. We're splitting the difference. I'm giving it a 4.5. Okay. A little, a little more towards the heart because I, I, my heart should lead the ratings. I like that. So it's a 4.5. I would, I, it, this is like the first horror movie that I like genuinely enjoyed. I genuinely wanted to be a part of the fandom and like of the community of people who enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's the only horror movie I have watched on multiple occasions since the first time I watched it, like what, probably like two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it like just makes me feel like, makes me feel like I can relate to you a little better because I do <laughs> really love it. And like, I'm kind of obsessed with it. This is um, your scream. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I've started like collecting like little trinkets. Like you can see, I, I should have brought it over, but I have this French magazine with Michael on the cover. That's all about John Carpenter. Uh, I can't read it because it's in French, but it's really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just like, it just feels like my kind of like foray into the horror genre. So it means something to me. So four and a half. I like it. I think every horror fan should have one slasher that speaks to them. <laughs> Yes. Mine is obviously Scream, but yours is Halloween. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And a, a 3.5 out of you is acceptable. Yeah. It's better than I gave a lot of the classics. Which I still kind of feel guilty about every once in a while. I don't want hardcore fans coming for me. Sorry. I'm living my truth. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you really are, but sorry. I mean, <laughs> living your truth, yes, because my truth changes every day, <laughs> constantly. Um, would you survive Halloween? No. Oh, okay. Michael's getting you. You're letting him. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him no if he's choking me. Please. <laughs> Not a bad way to go out. There are worse ways to die. Yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know your answer. Yeah. Yeah. It, should, should I spoil it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think I said? Yeah, I think you said that Michael walks everywhere and you can escape that. That's not that hard to get away from. Just jog, bitch. Um, also. Literally. <laughs> I am surviving because I can jog. And also. <laughs> because I wouldn't fucking drop the knife, Lori. Right? I'm a, I'm a double tapper to the end of time. I'm a fucking mm -hmm. quadruple tapper. That motherfucker's going to be dead. Yeah. If I have that knife, he does not have a head. So I would win. I'm better than you, Lori. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. 
in in shape lore, mm-hmm. he's basically invincible. Yeah. I don't think double tapping would save you. No one's ever I think ever you need to rely on jogging. So. Well, I mean. So maybe they, they should put try him through it. A, they put him through a grinder in the <laughs> last one. And it still is open for another movie. Somehow. I'm just saying I'm surviving the situation. That's fair. Also, to this day, the most frequent thing that Jamie Lee Curtis has asked about this movie is, why did you throw away the knife? (laughs) Is it really? So I'm not alone. Everyone else wants to know, too. Why did they ask her that? She didn't write it. I don't know. She was doing the job she was paid to do. She was paid to drop the knife. Yeah. At John Carpenter, why did she drop the knife? Yeah. The answer Day is 375 of asking John Carpenter why. Yes. <laughs> He'll answer one day. <laughs> Persistency. That's all it takes. Yep. 15K in a dream. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 300K in a dream. Yeah. They had a little bit more than freaking. True. Skin him a rank. Is it weird that I want to rewatch that? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's I was unhinged about it behavior. The other day I was like, did I miss it? Like, would I get it if I watched it again? <laughs> Ugh. Why would you waste your time? Just go stare at the outlet in your other room. That is my favorite joke to do. We play this game called Phasmophobia. My favorite joke to do with Katie now is just to take the black light and shine it at a wall and be like, Katie, Katie. In the <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready to predict? Next week's plot? We have one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's the movie? The movie is going to be Get Out. Jordan Peele. Yep. <laughs> I know that much. This is... I'm trying to think because we, we went through like a Jordan Peele experience at Universal. But it was mostly us. Themed. I want to say Get Out is the alien. No, that's nope. Shit, I don't know. Okay, Get Out is yeah. about. Okay, Get Out is about demons. That take over people. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So they take over people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit like. Fuck. I'm trying really hard. Yeah. It's kind great. of. Thank you. It's kind of a little bit like. Um, us. Is that okay. what that movie's called? Which us? one? His other, the one that we watched of his? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a little bit like us. Okay. In that the demons are taking over people Mm. and they're like living amongst the other people and you don't know if it's them. Right. Or not. Like, is it them? Is it not them? Um, And I think it's set in a Western town. Mm hmm. Um, so it's Western accents, Western demons. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's, that's the whole film. Okay. Do like whoever we're, we're rooting for, do they live? Do they die? How many of them are there? Is it a group? Is it a person? You know what? Give me a little bit more. Okay. Um, it's it's a family. Okay. A small family. Okay. Just Do a dad and his kid. They live. Oh, just a dad and his kid. Okay. Yeah. The mom's already dead. Mm. The mom died before the movie started. Yeah. And. Do they make it through? They, the dad and the kid? Oh, yeah. They're fine. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they it's a get out, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, no, the, the demons get out. 
Right. Oh, oh got, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. They say they get out, and then the demons go. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Nice. Um. Yeah, that's it. And because I have really high hopes for this movie, mm-hmm. I'd like to say that the demons are not personified, not even one time. No. We never see them. CGI demons? Nope. Wow. Sounds like it's going to be a great film. And spooky. Spooky. Is it funny at all? I'll tell you. It's a little It's a little funny. You tell me. <laughs> It's it's a little funny. <laughs> it's a little funny, mm-hmm. but mostly spooky. Yeah. Great. Can't wait to watch. Am I close? Nope. Not even a little bit? Nope. Is it in a western town? Takes place in upstate New York. <laughs> Where's the western town? Is that nope? That's nope. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, the set that we walked through at Universal was the nope set. And then the scare actors within it were from us with the scissors. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the hands across America. Yeah. Yeah. Darn. Sorry. I'm excited for it though. Me too. Yeah. Loved us. I know you did. Pookie. I, uh. Funny. I'm hoping that it lives up to your expectations. I don't know. <laughs> How would you rank? There's three of them, right? Yeah. It's just nope, us, get out. How would you rank them all amongst each other? Is that cheating if I tell you that? No. I already kind of told you, though. I forgot. Tell me again. I had said in our episode of Us that I love Us, and yet I still feel it's his weakest film. Oh. And that is what I will give you going into Get Out. <laughs> oh. Exciting. I'll tell you next week in November when we record this, which is like a month away. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I so thought far about it. <laughs> okay, looking forward to it. All right. Bye. There it is. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about or you'd like to traumatize me with, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials at Killer Cuties Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about Jordan Peele's directorial debut, 2017's Get Out. We're so excited. We hope to see you then. And for now, we hope everybody has a very happy Halloween. Bye.